0: Hey friends, guess what? I've got a new book coming out from Llewellyn Worldwide on March 8th called Heal Your Ancestors to Heal Your Life. This book is based on something I call genealogical regressions. Because sometimes when I'm working with clients, I go into their past lives and I realize this is not the source event of the challenge. We need to send light and love to ancestors in order to make our lives the wonderful places that we want to be. So I hope you'll check out my new book and stay tuned for class announcements, book signings, and more as March gets closer. Heal Your Ancestors to Heal Your Life coming March 8th from Llewellyn Worldwide. This program provides content related to educational, medical, and psychological topics. As such, listening to the program implies your acceptance of this disclaimer. Welcome to Healing Arts. I'm your host, Dr. Shelley Kerr. Hey, my dear friend, I hope you're having an amazing day. So we've got a wonderful guest on the show today, but before we get started, let's just take a minute and do our meditation together. Let's take a moment now and just close our eyes. Take a deep healing breath in through your nose and exhale and allow a beautiful beam of light to come down through the top of your head It's moving down 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 through the body through the legs and feet allow the light to pour out of your heart center creating a lovely golden ball of light that surrounds you by about three feet in all directions just imagine that you can be wrapped up by this loving light and that within the light only that which is of highest good can come through take a moment while you're bathing in the golden light to scan the body And go ahead now and just breathe in to any areas of tension. Just breathing in and exhaling tensions. And let go of tension and know that all is well. Very good. And when you're ready, just open your eyes and come back into the room. All right, that is so relaxing. So I hope that you're relaxed and I hope you're going to enjoy the program today. As we start, believe it or not, season five, episode one of the Healing Arts Podcast. So thank you so much for listening to the show. I'm very grateful for you and I'm super grateful for my friend Angela Wicks, who's going to be on the show today. She is my editor at Llewellyn. I wouldn't even have books at Llewellyn if it wasn't for her. And she is also a writer. She's written one of my favorite books. We're going to talk about that. And I've also had the privilege of getting some sneak peeks at some of her future books, and we'll talk about those as well. So settle in and let's enjoy my interview with Angela Wicks. hey friends welcome to another episode of healing arts so as you know i started this podcast because of the pandemic because we've been locked up in our houses and we started off with the conversation that you and i have been having for many months getting through the times that we're going through and you know last year we all had plans in 2020 they didn't manifest we were going to meet people we were all going to get together and so there are people who are literally at the top of my list of people who I most wanted to meet, and I didn't get to meet them. And so guess what? I've decided we're going to all start meeting them right now, and that includes my guest today, Angela Wicks. Angela, welcome to Healing Arts. Thank you. (laughs) Hey, Angela. Hello. (laughs) Hello. I am so happy to finally meet you. Angela is my incredible Llewellyn editor, and she is the author of one of my all-time favorites, The Little <laughs> Book of Unicorns. This is so wonderful, Angela. How did you come up with this idea for this beautiful book? Um, Actually, it came out of trial <laughs> for me. Um,
1: I had gone through some health challenges, and um, it really came at the peak of that experience of um, You know, I'm either going to go deeper into the darkness or I'm going to figure out how to balance my life and be happy, even though things are not perfect or the way that I would prefer for them to be right so um it will it really was um bringing together a lot of different tools and resources that i have experienced in life through therapy and you know different support groups and just um you know my own personal sense of wonder that i've had since i was a childhood that i was like reconnecting with that spark and just that sense of playfulness and finding the joy in my life again and um Unicorns were something that I loved as a kid, so that was actually one of the pieces of bringing back imagination and that sense of play and something that I authentically loved when I was little. And so then it was this deep dive into, well, why did I like them? What is what is it about unicorns that intrigued me and that now is exploding in popular culture and is intriguing so many other people? Um, And the worldwide fascination kind of gave me permission almost to, you know, not have this be this weird thing about me that I've always sort of loved. So I I didn't have, I kind of could let go of the like, oh, people are going to think I'm weird. And because I knew that so many other people had this interest too. So a lot of different things kind of came together. And, you know, in my job, I'm always thinking of different books that I can be looking for authors to write. And so we have this series, Llewellyn's Little Book Of, and I approached the publisher and asked them, would you want a book on unicorns? they were like, oh yeah, that's a really good idea. So that was on a Friday. And sometimes I brainstorm like, oh, they could talk about this and these could be some important details. And I'll hand that over to whoever I might be asking if they're interested in writing the book. Um, but over that whole weekend, I basically filled up an entire notebook of ideas of, well, this should be in it and that should be in it. And, you know, by the end of the weekend, I was like, oh my gosh, maybe I could write this book. <laughs> so I put together a proposal and I, I uh, gave it to a, another of the acquisitions editors to consider and she pitched it and they liked it. And so I wrote it. <laughs>
0: so that was how glad. it was born. I'm so glad you wrote it because I mean just before I want to say there's so much in this book it's shocking. You've got so many amazing exercises but before you even get there I mean this is the cutest so
1: cute. I know their packages so just I love it. It's
0: beautiful and it's fun. It's fun. It makes you feel happy. Yeah you need happiness. yeah, the vibrations that are coming off of this are happy. Yes, very. And you, you talked about child like playfulness and just getting back to the essence of who we really are mm-hmm. when we're so fresh into this world. I think it's so important for people.
1: yeah. yeah. and uh, and we can get so off track. And also, it's amazing how much we how good we can be at hiding from ourselves what we actually want or want to be doing or what we're inspired by we really um most of us i would say probably learn to tamper down certain aspects of ourselves so that we can fit in as we're growing up we don't want to be um ostracized from our community it's like part of our survival mode that just as humans, we've evolved because we've always been community based. Um, So we don't want to lose that community. So we try to fit in. And so we trim off these pieces of ourselves as we're growing up to make sure that we fit the peg into the round hole. Um, And at some point, a lot of us just feel like we're pretending or like, we're off track, or we're just missing something, and we have to dig deep into, like, the shadow self, and reassessing things that we've let go of, and figuring out what those are can be challenging, Um, Right, but, you know, I've sprinkled the breadcrumb trail throughout the book to help you figure out and
0: reconnect with those things. You really have, and I'll get back to this book in a minute, but speaking exactly about what you're just talking about, you've got a book coming out in 2022 called The Secret Psychic. Yes. Where you're talking about that. That, And I, when I read the book, I mean, it's so wonderful because you're talking about something that I think a lot of seekers are experiencing. They're mm-hmm. having intuitive insights. And like you said, they're trying to just fit in. They just want to yeah. be a regular person and go to work every day. And they don't even know how to deal with this they don't want to be teased. They don't want to be ostracized. So I thought it was a great book. How did you, um, put all that together for people?
1: Um, so in the secret psychic, that one came about from a discussion that I had with a friend and, um, she, you know, she was going through this big moment in her life where she was reassessing, um, her spiritual life and, you know, the religion she was raised in versus where she felt she was at right now trying to reconnect with her authentic self and a big piece of that um, had to do with connecting with her intuition and psychic abilities, which psychic um, for her and for me when I was starting out for a lot of people can be uh, um, kind of a hot topic word where you kind of cringe away from it because it's like oh I'm not I'm not trying to be psychic I'm not whatever but intuition and psychic I use interchangeably and I explain that in the book like you don't have to be afraid of the word psychic you can use the word intuition if that is more comfortable for you um but so I noticed that she was going through this big moment of growth and um it was the same kind of path that I had walked 10 plus years prior. So I could see all of the different hurdles and steps that she was taking and the questions she was asking were the same things that I had gone through earlier on. So I could almost act as a mentor for her, which I was really glad to be a part of. And I know she was very grateful to have a resource that she could safely connect with and know that I wasn't gonna be judging her Um, I had knowledge that I could pass on to her that she was really thirsting for. And so, um, this, so when we were having one of these discussions where she was asking me questions and sharing her experience, I, it just, the light bulb went off of like, you know what, if I went through this and she's going through this, there have to be so many other people that have gone through this too. So, um, I actually was brainstorming on the book for a year, but I actually wrote it in five weeks because it was just like, it was all there. um, Because I've lived this and I watched her over a year or two living it as well. And so all of the questions, all of the answers, they just kind of fell out of me. Um, So it was a really great experience. And another, so in the book, I go through. Like, what does it mean to be a secret, a secret psychic? Um, why do we f- feel like we have to keep things secret? Like, what is the basis of why we have this concern about revealing this part of ourselves to other people? Um, and I go through the different types of skills that we have that are based in intuition, the subtle, the, the subtle abilities that we have. Um, how they manifest, what they look like, the different uh, troubleshooting issues that you might face. Um, Like when these abilities start to slip into your everyday life and kind of can be a little bit shocking or jarring. Um, So, yeah. Um, And then another thing that I was able to do, which kind of took the book to another level was interviewing other subtle energy intuitives and psychics who work professionally and have been doing this using these abilities for years and decades. Um, I interviewed them and included their responses in the book, which for me personally was extremely revealing of like, oh my God, like they started at the exact same spot that I started at, which means, you know, it's just so supportive to see that people who are out there, they're professionals, like, these are people that I've looked up to for a very long time. You just kind of assume they were born and felt confident immediately in all of these things because they're so skilled at it and they're out there publicly working in this way. Um, and they have that confidence, but that confidence was, uh, it was um, built at the starting point that most of us begin at
0: (laughs) absolutely yeah that's one of the things i mean you start to understand that um it's not only the people professionally working in it but i think everybody has intuition to some degree and some of them have probably stuffed those gifts down farther than others and then others of us decided to pursue this as a business so yeah but the things that you say to people in the book are, are so helpful in terms of just, you know, helping people give themselves permission to just be open to this and and how to actually talk to other people about this in a way that feels very supporting and nurturing. So I know that one's going to help a lot of people because I mean, even I've I've thought to myself, you know, okay, why not just go get a regular job and just try to be, you know, like a normal person? I mean, mm-hmm. I think many people in this business have probably felt like that from time to time, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just a strange world to be in when you're talking about things that are not always widely accepted in the mainstream right but then in the end of it which is another thing about your unicorn book we're talking about authenticity like embracing who we are as a human being and Mm -hmm. opening to who we actually are and why we've come here in this incarnation and what our lessons and journey is going to be about as we meet the other people who we're meant to meet and do the things that we've probably pre-planned, then more open to those things, then we can really create a magical unicorn life. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of this, you talk about getting in the unicorn book now, we're going to shift gears. Mm -hmm. We will have you back when the secret psychic is Okay, yes, I would Um, love that. you talk about our sparkle and that we need to learn how to find what is going to make a sparkle or if we had a sparkle and it's dulled how can we get our sparkle back what are some of the ways that that listeners can do that yeah oh
1: so um so i go through different tools throughout the book where i talk about they're the tools of the unicorn so they're the different ways that I would say the universe So this energy is trying to get our attention and call us back, kind of bringing us back on path to our authenticity and the things that really make us light up and find that joy um, that's that's really built in that sometimes we lose sight of. So some of those things include um, like reconnecting with our use of the imagination and the power that the imagination has. I know in neural rewiring programs, uh, which are becoming more well known and understood in how they work and how the power of the brain um, that we have, this use of the imagination and how powerful that can be with changing even just the structure of the brain and um, how we can be wired for positivity and joy and happiness and health is included in that too so it's reconnecting with the power of the imagination um, which we are very connected to as children but as we step in more and more and more into the reality and the density of um, adulthood (laughs) we tend to let go of that use of imagination so it's reconnecting with that and really looking for opportunities to see beauty in your everyday life and noticing the things that you really find beauty in. So for me, a lot of times that has to do with noticing things in my environment that are connected with nature. I'm very in love with flowers. So those are usually things that I notice. Um, I'm a literal take a moment to stop and smell the roses person. So that's one way that I find beauty is taking those moments. To notice and really be in it. Um, Part of it is paying attention to the messages in your dreams and finding um, the message, really the magic in the messages that are being sent your way because a lot of them are universal messages that are coming to you to help you reconnect with that authenticity and wellness. Um, How to work through shadow work that you need to be dealing with. Um, Dreams are very in tune with all of that and trying to knock you over the head with these types of messages. Um, And then I get into how to rediscover if you aren't really sure what it is um, and reconnect with your passions. So things that you're really inspired by. And um, I go into personal quirks and how the things that are Kind of quirky about us. A lot of times are the things that we try to hide about ourselves from other people, but are also, when we start to relook at them and embrace them, are they're often uh, part of the um, like breadcrumb trail, looking in order to rediscover what your passions are. So looking at personal quirks as a pathway to finding to rediscovering what our passions are again so those are just some of the things that I get into there's more
0: (laughs) there's more yes we'll be right back Hey, my friend, have you known your pet in a past life? Well, believe it or not, a lot of people have. You can check out case histories and find out more about your connections to your little fuzzballs in my book, Past Lives with Pets. Check it out and find out today. Welcome back to Healing Arts. I'm your host, Dr. Shelley Kerr. You can visit me online at www.pastlifelady.com. So another great thing that I loved that you talked about in the book is the section on decluttering, which I thought was super helpful that everybody needs to hear that because that creates so much more spiritual energy for you. Yes, yes. How did you get interested in decluttering, which is one of my favorite topics?
1: (sighs) Well, probably like so many other people, you just start um, feeling overwhelmed with your space, just with having so much. And I've, from the time of leaving my home that I grew up in to about eight years ago when I moved into the house that I'm currently in. I moved a lot. I moved for college, I moved for jobs. Um, and just with every move, it was like I got a little bit better at getting rid of things. And seeing that, um, you know, certain things I was holding on to because I felt obligated to, or because I was afraid to let go of who I used to be. And so, um, you know, uh, with decluttering, it's become so mainstream, um, people are so much more aware of minimalism and um, learning how to declutter and that it actually is a skill. And so I learned from other people who educate others on the topic. And um, it just naturally became a piece of the discussion of reconnecting with your authentic self in the book. And, you um, you know, becoming your unicorn self and learning how to shine by weeding out the things that aren't who you are right now. Or if certain things are pieces of your passion of your past, it's easier to see them in your current circumstance when you let go of the other things that are distracting you from it. So yeah, practice makes perfect. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it's not something that you get good at just because you decide to in the moment. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, but so I go through different things in the book that it kind of takes you step by step to help you figure out what to let go of versus what not, um, different things to not get overwhelmed with as you're kind of, if especially if you're new to it and just dipping your toe into how to declutter and figure out what's important versus maybe what's not so important. Or if you aren't sure about whether to let go of a certain thing or how to begin, there are those intermediate or in between types of steps of like, well, you can take this thing and have a container that's kind of a, maybe I'll let go of this, but maybe it's a keepsake and then you can come back to it later. So there are different, different skills in the book, but um, part of what initiated me including that topic in the book was this recurring dream that I had of being in an antique store or um, you know, just some kind of huge mansion, or I would be in a new house that I had purchased in the dream And, um, in the dream, I will, I would have been living there for years and years. And then all of a sudden I discover a new doorway. I go into it and it's this enormous attachment to the house. That's just chock full of stuff. And I'm super overwhelmed about it. And eventually I discovered that this dream was about, um, a creative space that I have in my current house that was just like buried with stuff. And I hadn't really figured out how to use that space. And um, once I started decluttering that area, getting rid of things, adding in things that really actually inspired me, I stopped having that dream. So it was very much about reconnecting with the authentic self, finding the joy and what really inspired me. And I definitely wanted to include that for other people because it was really
0: powerful. It's very powerful. And you know, now that we've had this whole 2020 and being locked up in the houses, yeah, <laughs> everybody's starting to turn their attention to, wow, I'm at home. I need to fix yeah. this. Yeah. And tuning into like going outside for a change and taking the dogs for a walk it's a great time for dogs I yes would say. it is <laughs> and i gotta tell you friends that angela has amazing pictures on her instagram of her little doggies yeah. ollie and penelope they are so adorable <laughs> and your artwork is absolutely stunning as well so we want to make sure people go out and check out your art as well thank you
1: thank you it's beautiful um, beautiful
0: and for the secret psychic it might um, I was surprised
1: to learn last week that the publisher might actually be using some of my artwork for the cover on that book. They should. So, yeah, I was surprised because I didn't I didn't put that idea forward to them but um, yeah they just decided that they might do that so we'll see we'll see what it ends up. looking. I hope
0: like. they do you know you mentioned in the first segment about your love of flowers and she's got the most intricate drawings of floral designs and just so wonderful so they should use your drawings so yeah, I'm just we'll letting see. it out there Ellen. let's go for it um the other thing you talked about is in the unicorn book is is the idea that when we have a dream about a visitation from someone who's crossed over that that can be very much of a unicorn quality because yeah. they're very rare and very unusual yeah
1: yeah and that was kind of how I set apart um the types of dreams that you're paying attention to. Um, I call them the unicorn dreams because it's not just, you know, if you, if you're recording your dreams every morning, which I have never gotten into a great habit with that. So I will not judge anyone who doesn't. (laughs) I'm not asking you to be perfect about it here, but um, really, you're looking for the dreams that you wake up and it's like, you can't believe that you had this dream. It felt so incredible incredibly real or you wake up feeling like you were just blessed to be a part of whatever experience happened in that dream so they're are ones that are just uh, you know they leave you feeling amazed or energized or really happy and euphoric for hours and days and weeks after and sometimes they're the dreams that really you never forget having um, I had one that was actually, um, I was doing energy work on someone in a dream and it was just so crazy powerful. I couldn't believe the, the, the feeling of the energy in it and the connection that I had with this other person and um, just the um, kind of newfound awareness of the power of the energy um, that it is that we're working with, like in Reiki and different kinds of energy healing modalities. And so that for me, it was a unicorn dream. Um, but yeah, there can be all different forms, but they're the ones that just leave you totally blown away. And, um, when especially past loved ones come to us in dreams, like sometimes those dreams can be our mind processing a loss, trying to wrap your head around like how this can even be possible in life because especially when it's someone who you've known for most of your life or who has existed in this world the entire time you've been alive it can be really difficult for your mind to to just even conceive of this person no longer being in this life so a lot of times dreams of deceased loved ones are just your mind processing that but right the distinction between the unicorn dream of a visitation is there are cues that um that this is actually that person literally visiting you in the dream and I have those details in the book of that you can kind of check off and be like oh yeah that was definitely a part of it um for me it was always after my sister passed away, I had a lot of these dark dreams of just my mind trying to get used to the rea- the new reality. But in, in the dreams when she would visit, um, I would become lucid in the dream. Or I would almost just about become lucid where um, I would, in one example, I realized, I think I it was always like, wait a minute, isn't she, didn't she die? Like, how is she here right now? So my mind starts questioning it. And then I would know I couldn't look directly at her because, because that would be too overwhelming for me and it would wake me up. So I would become lucid enough to know, okay, I can't look at her right now because I'm going to wake up. And then there would be these moments where she would hug me and the emotion and just the connection was just so overwhelming and powerful but I could definitely tell the difference between when she was actually visiting me and when I was just processing things
0: so I go through that in the book too there is a really deep feeling that you have that that it just brings a sense of comfort yes in the quality of the dream that you do know that they're there yep and I think it's you, It's just a really, um, it's a section that I really enjoyed because I think that a lot of people who lose people um, struggle with that. They want to connect and, mm-hmm. and the dream visions to me are just as, um, well, they're real. It's like, yeah. like you said, the whole point is you're being a unicorn. You're being open to magic and possibility and- no the fact that the imagination is just as real as waking reality. And in this case, it's the feeling, I think, that people have mm-hmm. of comfort that is very, very real. Yeah. So that was one of my favorites. You also talk about um, reflecting ponds and moons and mirrors. I'm kind of interested in that as well as tools yeah. connecting. So,
1: so um, I get a
0: lot into
1: things like self-reflection. So when I talk about the mirrors, moons and reflecting ponds, unicorns are um, traditionally sort of obsessed with their own reflection and their own beauty. And they might find themselves looking at their reflection in a pond and get stuck there because they're so captivated by their own beauty that they can't look away. So that's one of the folklore tales about unicorns. And so I was looking at that in the forms of the way that we can self-reflect and look at our own self and the positives and the negatives. Um, Maybe the things that we don't really usually want to recognize about ourselves that we kind of push to the side. Um, So it's the shadow work side of things and looking at things that we don't always want to, but also recognizing our positives that sometimes we don't give ourselves enough credit for. Um, And then I also get into things like synchronicity, where we're looking at reflections in that way, and just the universal messages that we're getting um, by our environment, and um, things that keep repeating to us, um, and how that can you know, it continues until we hear it a lot of times. <laughs> so if you didn't yes. get it the first time, okay. a lot of times, yeah, it's going to keep happening. Like me with the um, with that reoccurring dream that I had about the space and my need to declutter and, and um, authentic, reconnect with my authentic creative side um, by looking at the space, that was recurring over and over and over until I got the message and that's the way synchronicity works too and then I also talk about magnified moments yeah. where a lot of times um sometimes we'll pair with synchronicity too where if we aren't quite quite getting it we'll get these magnified moments where um you might someone might say something to you or you might actually be saying something or you might hear something on the radio whatever 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 way the message is coming to you, it's like time slows down and that message that you're hearing becomes so like the thing that you're focused on where it's it's like this, this single moment in time slows and becomes magnified where you can't not pay attention to the message that's coming through. So a lot of times it's something that you kind of still need to ponder on to piece together the message, but you know, in that moment that, okay, there was something significant about what was just said.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. I think that the more we do tune ourselves into the magical unicorn frequency, then, and we acknowledge that we at least heard this thing that's going dong, dong, Mm -hmm. dong, then we get more messages and then our lives begin to at least not only do they appear to be more magical, but we start to have it unfold more magically.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like you become attuned to this higher frequency and you start to zoom.
0: <laughs> you just go yep. into the place where you really want to go. I just love this book. I cannot say enough about it. The other thing I want to mention briefly is that you've got another book coming out And one of the ways uh, that you and i have connected is that many years ago i had had stage four endometriosis and you have written a very courageous and absolutely groundbreaking book on endometriosis um, that is forthwith it is it is going to be put out here that's very Mm -hmm. medically sound and again angela's illustrations are in this book people you're not going (laughs) to believe them i am privileged that i got to see this but I just want to thank you because I was telling Angela, you know, I had endometriosis back in the days before there were support groups, before there's mm-hmm. people talking about, it. I used to just tell people that I got on the path because I had had an illness and every, and I was just also, like you said, like the things we want to hide about ourselves that yeah, first of all, endometriosis is so far out to try to explain to somebody, especially yeah. many years ago that I think people thought I had cancer or something. And I'd be like, no, it really no. wasn't that. Mm -hmm. But your book just lays out exactly what it is, what it isn't. And you taught me so many things about like what the symptoms are, that this really is something that's going to kind of be almost like an autoimmune disorder that goes on through the lifetime that has, Mm -hmm. I have quirks and foibles that you named in the book that I didn't even, I've not even told anyone about. And I felt like I really learned something. I can't wait for this to come out. And I just want to thank you for your courage to really put this out there at a time when I feel like people are ready to hear it and one of the big takeaways you know I always thought this was the most painful physically painful thing I've ever been through in my life and other people out there who know what we're talking about can certainly agree but you actually put that in the book medically that this has been listed as one of the most painful physical conditions that anyone can ever go through. And so I just wanna thank you in advance. And I'm telling you, we definitely have to talk about this because it is groundbreaking. It's gonna be medically reviewed. And it's an amazing, amazing book that covers every single little thing that I only wish that I had had access to back in the day. And it's the same with The Secret Psychic, a beautiful book that if you're worried about telling people who you really are, um, I just can't thank you enough for that one as well. Well, you're welcome,
1: <laughs> and I feel, I mean, I'm the exact same way. That's why I've written these books, um, is because these, these were the books that I needed when I was much younger, yes. um, so I, I know that they need to be out in the world, and
0: They're coming. (laughs) They do. And in the meanwhile, friends, this is it. The Little Book of Unicorns. Keep it near you like I do. You're just going to feel so happy. But open it up. Check it out. She's got this amazing thing, especially during the new year, You know, we're trying to get our uh, new year's resolutions going. This decluttering section, she actually breaks it down month by month and tells you what to declutter every month so you don't need to get overwhelmed. She's gonna talk to you about crystals and chakras and just opening to magical things, meditating and just opening up to creating joy and attracting more joy and peace in our lives, which is where we're all headed. Angela, you're a joy. Tell us your website address and where we can come see your beautiful artwork and your other things that you have. Oh, um,
1: my website is uh, www I'll just spell this, A-N-G-E-L-A-A-N-N dot Wix.com slash arts. So it's AngelaAnn.Wix.com slash arts.
0: Okay, great. I highly recommend you go check out her website. You're not going to believe her artwork. Pick up a copy of the Little Book of Unicorns. I'll have all the links up. And we are definitely going to be talking to you many, many times. Um, As some of these new books come out. So congrats. And also, I want to say this book was nominated for a visionary award because it's so wonderful and it's well deserved. So congratulations. And then I do have a discount code for the book for people who want to buy
1: it. So um, the code for 10% off is secret psychic. That's all caps. And in the future, when the Secret Psychic book comes out, this code will also apply for pre-orders on that book for 10% off. So you can use it now for Llewellyn's little book for 10% off. And if you want to be notified when pre-orders are available for the Secret Psychic, you can go to my website. And then on the homepage, you'll see a subscribe for updates and you can just enter your information there
0: that sounds great and we will do it okay so thanks for being on the show it was a joy yes. to meet you and thank we you will hopefully see me. you in person one of these days soon i know <laughs> <laughs> all right friends we've done it again another episode of healing arts so be blessed take care of yourself go collect connect with some unicorns and i will see you next time on healing arts mm-hmm, thank you you have an amazing week this week. And even if it's not unicorns, I hope that you can find a few minutes this week to do something that truly makes you feel happy, joyful, peaceful, and relaxed. So please take care of yourself. And I just can't wait to see you again on the next episode of Healing Arts. Namaste. Hey friends, it's Dr. Shelley. If you are experiencing anxiety, depression, or trauma, check out my book, Meet Your Karma, The Healing Power of Past Life Memories. This is a book filled with amazing case histories of clients who have successfully healed their anxiety and trauma, and it has a lot of guided journeys in it designed to help you get through these challenging times. Click on my website at pastlifelady.com, follow the book links, and check out Meet Your Karma, The Healing Power of Past Life Memories today.